1: back to our triune pod ben here nick what's cracking
0: uh not 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 much my man i'm back in austin i was uh we recorded out of town last week i was in park city uh it was very fun that's why the audio is so bad thanks for all the the faithful who uh stuck it out uh but dude you got this like medicinal glow right now what's what's up with that (laughs) you got any news to share for us
1: i do dear listener I got my second vaccine shot yesterday. So right now I am in the throes of the symptoms. So we'll see how this goes. If I don't make any sense, I'm blaming it on that.
0: Yeah, you're just climbing on the backs of the elderly and the essential <laughs> workers, man. That's great. Hope well, you're proud of yourself. Whatever. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer
1: in the dictum, once you get defensive, you've lost. Nevertheless, I Oh, say. that's good. I've never heard that. I'm a firm believer in that.
0: But did you did you did you create said victim?
1: (laughs) No, no. Actually, I think I read it the first time I encountered it was in Marilyn Robinson's Gilead. The the pastor, the fictional care pastor, says that. I was like, that is so true. But in my defense, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I am support staff at the Jack and Jill Preschool, which is at our church. And the principal there told me
0: she wants all the people on her staff to get it. So suck on that Oh wow okay fair <laughs> enough. yeah I, that's interesting about that dictum I have this I have a uh, is that right dictum? I um, I have, I have a, simple, a I have a similar uh, axiom that I live by which is like if I feel the need to hide something, I shouldn't be doing it You, that, you know <laughs> what I'm saying And the, the way that that manifests itself is like if it was up to me and there were no health consequences, I would hundred percent smoke cigarettes like all the time. I love smoking cigarettes, but I don't. And uh, one of the reasons why I don't is because it's something I would instinctually hide from like people that I know and love. You know what I'm saying? Like if I was outside smoking a cigarette and my boss walked by, I'd be like, oh crap. So I was like, you know, if I'm gonna hide it and I don't feel comfortable doing it in front of everybody, I probably just shouldn't do it at all. Oh,
1: so that's why we only smoke cigarettes when you're in New York City. <laughs> yeah, I, bro, uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on. See you guys, he loves throwing it on me, but a little bit on him, up, oh, up. Oh. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that said, let let us get back to the podcast and all things holy.
0: Good segue. segue. (laughs) That said, let us.
1: This is the the colleague for the fourth Sunday in Lent. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world. Evermore give us this bread that he may live in us and we in him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
0: Oh, Amen. Throwing it back to you, Nick, what do you do with this? Uh, yeah, well, I, I definitely really enjoy digging into this collect and trying to figure out how to have a conversation about it. Uh, I don't. I hope we don't do this too much. I don't think we do this that much. But what I, I thought one way to get into this is uh, to read a portion of the appointed psalm for mm-hmm. the day. So I know this is not a lectionary podcast, but, um, but the psalm of the, for the day, Psalm 107, and I think uh, portions of Psalm 107, I think it really gets at what we're praying for. Uh, let me just read a bit, a bit of it. I'll give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those he redeemed from trouble. Some were sick through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities endured affliction. They loathed any kind of food and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord for their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. That imagery of people wandering in the wilderness and you know, loathing any kind of food or like eating the wrong kind of food, just filling yourself with all the wrong things. Uh, that, is, that to me is such a vivid picture of like, frankly, my life when I was not really in the Lord, you know, I really struggled with drug abuse and alcohol abuse. And uh, the idea that God heals us by like feeding us with true food, you know, which is Jesus Christ. So, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that, like in a minute, the actual like meal. But I think just the the imagery of God, of healing us through, through the right kind of food, you know, how eating influences your health or food as medicine. Uh, I think that's a really beautiful, way of imagining what the gospel is it's the true bread that gives life to the world and that's the description in the call of gracious father whose blessed son jesus christ came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world uh that's a really powerful image and i and i i was just really affected by that to be honest imagining myself wandering Filling myself with all the wrong kinds of thing and then God in his graciousness, like satisfying me with that which like truly only satisfies. You know you feel me on that? Yeah. So when it comes to
1: the bread of Christ or the gospel, we are indeed what we eat.
0: We yeah. don't always we like are that. What we eat. I do yeah. like that. Isn't Is that it? a thing? Do people say that a lot? Like you are like a like, checkmate atheist kind of a thing? Or, like, do you, you mean, like, the like, like the food? Oh, I mean, Nazis. like,
1: sometimes, like, when people say you are what you eat, uh, metaphorically, it's like, well, okay, like, I spent four hours on the internet instead of three, like, I'm sorry. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair enough. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think maybe we should uh, take a step back, and I think that was all awesome. But, like, so what could this bread be? Now, my cards are on the table. I do think that this refers to the manna in the wilderness, like Nick was getting at, and the, the bread of Christ, holy communion, that which is outside of us, that feeds us and heals us. Uh, but there are some people who, who focus on the bread of heaven being you know, the wisdom of God. I think Rudolf Boltmann really gets into that. I think that these things don't need to be mutually exclusive. Like, yeah, we, we are what we eat, this is why we go to church, we hear the word preached, we partake of the body and blood of Christ, just like the Israelites in the wilderness did with the manna, um, while also this being the, the wisdom of Christ. Uh, you know, we, could, we could translate this to, to the word of Christ. We are what we eat. As we receive this gospel, uh, it kind of becomes us. Know, do you have any thoughts on that or want to
0: go anywhere? Else. I mean, I feel like I'm relatively well versed in theology and you just went off on a debate that I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. So I can only imagine what people who are listening yeah, to. we we'll think about of. like anyone who doesn't have like a high view of the Eucharist. What do you do with
1: all the language of the bread? Of yeah. Christ in the Bible, and I don't think that there—it's wrong to say that's the wisdom of Christ. It's just like I don't know. I need, I need something tangible in my life that I—I I put in. Yeah, that.
0: I mean, I think what people would say is like I think what I think. I mean, people, yeah, I, I certainly don't. I didn't come from a very high sacramental tradition, so I don't really instinctually think like that. But I would think of like the Word of Christ, like you know, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, or man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So like, you know, word, you know, definitely communion, it's all kind of the same complex of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, no, and it, like, so that we have
1: been um, in the Anglican Episcopal tradition, we have uh, since 1979, when the ministers give out the host or the bread of Christ, uh, people say, the bread of heaven, uh, the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. And I've always kind of disliked that because it, it seemed kind of like, well, what does that mean? I've, I like liked new, the old like ways. new Age, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, you know, the body of Christ given for you, preserve your body and soul into everlasting life. That always, that just feels like it has more gravitas to me. But when we read Colossians like this and so we talk about the true bread, which gives life to the world, that manna in the wilderness, the body, and blood of Christ at the eucharist well then it makes a lot of sense like this is the bread of heaven this is the food that that's sustained the people of god in the wilderness and it's sustaining you too uh, so maybe i yeah, should no i mean that's hard on that
0: <laughs> yeah i mean maybe your piety is really sacrament or maybe it's not maybe it's more like kind of word based or charismatic or like who cares i think the notion that god in Christ satisfies us with that which humanizes us and heals us and actually makes us whole. Um, I think everyone can relate to that, regardless of your like ecclesial stripe. But can I tell you a story? So um, this, cause you know, the tradition that we're in is more sacramental. Uh, this Sunday, this past Sunday was the first Sunday that we had served communion in two kinds since like a year ago. Oh, wow. um, and we figured out a way of doing it. Like, you know, cause like, you know, like you, um, it's pr- important to preserve the imagery of like one cup. So we don't do like the little like Baptist single cups, but basically we have one big chalice on the altar and then we, well, I don't need to go into the mechanics of it. Nobody cares about that. The point is, I feel like we were able to do it in a way that we are all going to ask about the mechanics of it. <laughs> preserve the integrity of it. But, um, uh, and we, and there was this guy, I don't want to name him because not that he listens to this podcast, but other people might who know him. And he's not a particularly emotive person. And I, I don't, I wouldn't put him on someone like, who cries during worship songs <laughs> you know what i'm saying like he doesn't send me text messages like oh thanks for that sermon that god really spoke to me like he's just not that dude um uh, but after after church he uh came up to me and he, he was like quite literally crying and saying like oh, wow. i didn't know how much i missed this and he had received because we've been serving communion of one kind through bread but something about the full meal like the bread and the wine like Really unlocked something in him in a way that he didn't even realize what he was missing. But he was, I mean, I think what he said in substance was like, this helped me connect with God in a way that I just wasn't connecting before. And I didn't think that was going to be so important, but it, it in, indeed really was. So, you know, I think for some people, the true bread which gives life to the world is like, Kind of part of that is taking communion. And, you know, that's cool. I think obviously you
1: agree with that. Yeah. And then and what he told you in the second half of this prayer, uh, we haven't had the blood of Christ for so long. And yet we pray here, evermore, give us this bread. Um, that just struck me as you were telling that
0: story. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the prayer. Evermore, give us this bread. Yeah. Um, you know, what I think about, what are we asking for? Well, we're asking, you know, in some ways to be filled with Christ, and uh, this is something I learned from, from Martin Luther when he talks about like, well, you know, can, sacraments are always like there's some symbol and then there's something conveyed by the symbol, right? Like the thing and the thing signified in like Augustinian terms to, uh, you know, sound pretentious. Um, and Luther really talks about, well, what's being conveyed in communion is like what he calls the wondrous exchange where our weakness is exchange for Christ's strength, our despair for Christ's hope, our apathy for Christ's energy, our death for Christ's life. And, um, you know, the individual I described in a second ago, he didn't give voice to any of that. But my guest, frankly, my and truly my guess is that that's what he was saying. It's like, I felt some trade-off where like I came to church feeling one way, and then by receiving the body and blood of Jesus, by like being filled with his life, I really like there was this exchange, like, so where I was apathetic or or exhausted before I'm really filled with energy or passion or where I was, uh, really lonely or despairing. I felt like comforted and, um, and hopeful. Um, and I think that's really, you know, again, whether your piety is like thoroughly sacramental or, or whether it's more like word-based or spirit-based, I think the idea that like we, you know, when we approach the Lord, we approach in one way, but then we really leave that encounter another way. Like that to me is- fundamental to what it means to be a a Christian, right? That's the difference following Jesus makes. And I think that is contained in this prayer. Evermore, give us this bread that he may live in us and we in him, like work that exchange, you know, like take Mm -hmm. my death and give me your life. Yeah, and
1: a place I saw that, I think we both saw that, was this little church in Western Pennsylvania. Shout out to the Reverend Ethan Magnus, if you're listening. I remember going to that church and this is before I was into anything sacramental. We'd be waiting in line to get communion. And you would see these students who come in with all their baggage, all their heartbreak, all their angst. They'd be waiting in line to receive communion. And I'm talking about me. <laughs> and you would just see these people cry, uh, much like your friend. This, this this experience, that exchange that you're talking about, that bread
0: from heaven
1: that gives life to the world, especially to sufferers. Yeah, man, that's good stuff.
0: Uh, You got anything else? No, man, let's pray. That was good. (laughs) Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world. Evermore give us this bread, that he may live in us and we in him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: How about that episode of Our Triune Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid, and subscribe, and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorite podcast.